Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. All right, in the bullpen today, we have Kristen Hawkins, president of Students for Life of America and Students for Life Action. Extensive background includes grassroots activist, a mother, a Christian, a wife, author, speaker, and podcast host, and also human rights advocate, okay? We're gonna get into it about pro-life versus pro-choice, the entire abortion debate. How are you? Welcome. Thanks for having me. We're here to talk about everyone's favorite subject in the whole world. So <laughs> thanks for hosting this conversation. Yeah, this is the one topic that still will break up families, right? All right, thank it you will. for being on the show. I don't wanna presume what you know or believe about the pro-choice versus pro-life debate. I don't like the messaging of it, but we can get into that. But what are your thoughts? What's your sentiment as it relates to a woman's right to choose? I believe abortion is a human rights violation that we know at the moment of conception, a unique whole living human life has been created. Science proves that and we know that human life has the same right to life as you and I do. Okay, so let me ask you this. Um, science does agree that there's biological matter mm-hmm. um, based on what we define as life being a single cell is defined as life. So it's life in that sense for sure. Uh, do you think, and forgive me for being graphic, but I think it's necessary for the conversation, is sperm life? Sperm is not whole life. And so when you're talking about um, parts of bodies, it's a question of parts versus whole, doctor. And so when you look at uh, sperm and egg, those are parts of mother and father. An embryo, a zygote, is unique whole living creation that has unique genetic DNA code that's never existed before and will never exist again. Okay, that's interesting. Um, I want to take you to Science Focus Magazine. Science Focus Magazine dealt with this question on the fundamental level of what life is, what science defines life as. And the question was posed directly to the researchers, do you consider sperm to be life? And the answer is yes, it's alive, just as any other cell in the male body. Um, Since it can have life outside of the body, sperm is independent, single celled organism. Um, but differing in locomotion and lifestyle. It has a different property there, but it is considered life. Now, I always wonder, uh, people that believe that life begins at conception, and if you're utilizing a scientific basis for that, doesn't the sperm count as well or not? No, the sperm does not count because the sperm is part of the father. As I said before, it's parts versus whole. When sperm and egg unite, a unique genetic creation has come into being with its own genetic code. The sperm has the DNA of the father because it's part of the father. The egg has the DNA of the mother because it's part of the mother. Now, do you believe that Life, and we're talking about the function of the soul. You're a Christian woman, I'm a Christian man. Um, I believe that we have a soul. You believe that with me? Correct, I believe that. Okay, do you believe that a soul is inside of that body at conception or not? Um, I do believe that. Um, We know that 95% biologists say that at the moment of fertilization, when sperm and egg unite, that a distinct 
human being has has become into existence. And there's no other point in a woman's pregnancy where you can point to, to say, well, that would be a moment when the human becomes a human with value. And I think what's important here when, when you're having this conversation about abortion is I know when human life begins because science proves it. My, my belief, my Christian belief tells me that that human life has value and that that life should be respected, just like as you mentioned the earlier segment about what's happening with the Haitians down on the border. Yeah. Those the reason we're outraged by that story, all of us, progressives and conservatives, is because we believe those human beings have value and dignity yes. and should be treated as such. And that is essentially, that's the fundamental argument we make in the pro-life movement is that there is no distinction between the embryo, the zygote, the fetus, the toddler that you once were and that the human being you are today. You have always been the same doctor and you've always had the same amount of value. Let me ask you this, um, because I'm going to push back on some of these dynamics, but I'm trying to get the holistic um, element of what you believe, okay? Sure. Uh, if you believe life begins at conception, when a child is born, why are they zero days, zero years old? That's actually in Asia, that's not true. In I Asia, know that's not true in Asia, they <laughs> believe life begins at conception. But if yes, you all believe right. in the United States of America that life begins at conception, why is it that no one in the pro-life movement, you all have people that represent you in Congress, why have they uh-huh. not pr- proposed and passed legislation to start the <laughs> clock as some Asian sure. countries have done? Uh, you wouldn't believe that actually has been a conversation that we've had in the pro-life movement Where's the before. Legislation? Um, I don't. I haven't focused on that to be honest with you, because okay. I'm focused on the fact that today 2,500 human beings will die. I absolutely begin well, believe their believe birthday, this is their, about, the day they uh, celebrate begins when they're conceived. But that's it, not something I'm going to focus my time and limited okay. organizational resources on passing at this moment. So let's talk about the actual analysis of um, women who are choosing <laughs> to bring a fetus into uh, birth. Um, Would you be shocked if I told you that the sharpest decline of abortion rates in America only take place under democratic presidents and policies? Would you be shocked Um, to hear that? No, I've I've heard that rumor before. It's not a rumor, I'm about Um, to give you the facts. I think that's very interesting because, good, give me the facts. Okay, from 1981 to 1989, we're talking about Reagan. Abortion rates hovered around 23 to 24 per 1,000 women, aged between 15 to 44, ending at 24 per 1,000 in 1989. Under George H.W. Bush, 1989 to 1993, abortion rates fell from 24 to 23 per every 1,000 women. So you saw a very, very small decline. Bill Clinton comes in 1993 to 2001. It fell from that 23 number under George H.W. Bush, and it went to 16.2 per 1,000 women. And then George W. Bush gets in, it remains at 16, it does not decrease under him whatsoever. And then President Barack Obama steps in 2009 to 2017, it then plunged from 15 to 11.6 under his presidency. So it sounds like to me, if you and this is all collective data, this is at the and what CDC policy doc. would you say is responsible for that, doctor? I'm going to give it all. I'm going to give all of them to you, but I want to make sure people know where to check me out at. Go to cdc.gov and check out the data. Now, 
the policies that are connected, cause and effect relationship, is the fact that Democrats actually fund programs that not only provide significant education to women who are seeking information about their sexual reproductive rights and abilities, but it also provides opportunity for women who would like to bring it to fruition fully to have a full birth. They have some dynamics in our social safety nets in order to do so. I'm a foster child, I was a foster kid, okay? The foster program historically is defunded under Republican presidencies and funding increases three to 10 times under Democrats. That's a real cause and effect relationship. The education component, the funding emphasis because of the social dynamic, all of that has equated to a policy dynamic which lowers actual abortion rates in the United States of America. It sounds like to me, if you're truly pro-life and if you afford decreasing abortion rates in the United States, you need to find you a Democrat to vote for based on the data. So the question I would ask you is, do you want to see abortions decline in America? I would like to see women have all the tools necessary in order to make that decision. Remember, black folks typically, we are pro-life by our faith, by what we believe and sentiment in the community, but we are not for government intrusion. And I'm going to get to I'm going to get to the element of where life begins as well. And I would love for you to give me your thoughts on it. Now you said you believe well, life. Do you want me to answer the, sure, the go ahead. So there's a couple of things you pointed out there. One, yeah. according to the statistics that you mentioned, first of all, let's mention we actually don't have a national abortion reporting law in the United States. It's absolutely preposterous. We don't know exactly how many abortions are being committed in states like California, New York, because they do not report them and they're not legally required to report them to the CDC. That's a major problem. So we don't actually ever know what the overall abortion numbers are. Two, when you painted the picture of the declining abortion numbers, that is a chart that continues to go down. So abortion continues to go down even in the Republican errors, even if it's less. Three, if Democrats no, care- You need to go back and look at the data. It virtually I'm remained the same. It virtually has remained the same under the majority of Republican presidents. They did not create a decline in abortion rates in America. Fewer abortions in President Bush 43's term than there were under President Reagan's term. And you you said that when you were going through the percentage. It went from 24 under Ronald Reagan to 23 under George H.W. Bush. All right, if you go if you call that a win for the pro-life movement, so be it. But you gotta admit that Bill Clinton and Barack Obama delivered a bigger win for the pro-life movement. If you call that a win, correct? I don't call a win vetoing partial birth abortion bans when Bill Clinton twice after saying he wanted abortion to be safe, legal, and rare, vetoed the partial birth but, abortion ban. But go back ban. to the data, ma'am, if, if the your moment. issue, okay. But this but is my, think about Texas, where everyone's talking about the Texas heartbeat bill. All right, you're bill. changing the topic, okay. No, no, I'm getting to a very valid point. It was Democrats. Are you deal with the numbers I just laid out to you that decrease, what policies house. actually decrease abortions in America? It kill the Alternatives to Abortion Act, which funded a okay. hundred million dollars for women who are facing unplanned pregnancies from from conception until five years after birth. And so, if Democrats care, your point you're making, sir, mm -hmm. is that 
I care too much about abolishing abortion, of ending the violence of abortion. Why don't I support Democrats? Well, time and time again, we see in state legislators, just like we saw in Texas, who actively vote to defund any alternatives to abortion. Okay, let me be very clear. The national numbers are right here available for your review. I encourage you to do so when you get an opportunity. I can point to legislation that happened in Alabama where it became state law for a period of time that even if a woman is raped, even if it's because of incest, a father raping a daughter, that according to Alabama law at that time, they have to have that child. Literally, the woman would get more years in prison for aborting the fetus of a child of a fetus that's inside of her because of the rape. Ma'am, I'm going to finish my statement. No laws that the pro-life movement. I'm going to finish my statement. Been in jail for abortions and never have. The state of Alabama, that's not what I said, listen to my point. The state of Alabama passed a law that said even if a woman is raped, even if it's from incest, that the woman would be in violation of Alabama law if that woman sought an abortion of that fetus. And literally, the woman, according to the statute, would get more time in prison than the rapist once convicted. Now, does that make sense to you? Women are, there are no pro-life laws that are being introduced and passed well, in the United States. That was already introduced, it was overturned okay. by a court. Does that make sense to you that Republicans, the majority of Republicans and the Republican governor signed that into law? Do you agree with that law or disagree with that law that was signed? Well, let me ask you a question. When you see an are you going to answer the question? Yes, I am answering the question. Okay. When you see an ultrasound of a child, can you tell whether or not that child is valuable based on how he or she? We're all valuable. Also, the woman who was raped is valuable as well. Now, do you believe that a rape victim on the front line, the pieces of the trauma she's? Do you believe? Do you think going and having an abortion? I'm going to ask the question. I'll wait till you finish. Heals her of the trauma of the sexual assault, sir. It doesn't, and that's actually a very callous argument that you're making to every woman who's experienced sexual assault. That somehow there is a magical solution to the pain. All right, so madam, I need you to get off your soapbox and engage in debate. Do you agree? Do you agree with the former Alabama law that a woman who was raped must have the child or be arrested for attempting to abort the fetus. There is no law that's out there today that arrests a woman for having or procuring an abortion. Ma'am, there was a law, I'm asking you, did you agree with the Alabama version of the law? Life movement does not agree with any law that punishes a woman who procures an abortion, whether that abortion is legal or illegal, because she is a second victim of the predatory abortion facility. Do I believe that a woman who has faced the trauma and the whore of rape should be allowed to pay someone to end the life of her child. No, I do not because I know that her her seeking that abortion, procuring an abortion will not heal the trauma that she has suffered. In fact, it only compounds the trauma that she must heal from. All right, it's really interesting. Um, let me, so your own record, you do believe if a woman is raped or if it's incest uh, that they should not have the ability to seek an abortion of that fetus. You get this from your biblical context and your faith, correct? I get my pro-life beliefs from science and my Christian faith. Science okay. which proves that human life is there and that is unique 
distinct human life and from my Christian faith that teaches us how we should treat all members of our species. What does the Bible say about abortions? So does the Bible say about abortion? The Bible talks a lot about killing and murder. There really wasn't like Planned Parenthood clinics back in- Well, they had abortions back then though. Sure, they had abortions back then. So what does the Bible say about abortions? About murder. What does the Bible say about abortions, do you know? I know. The Bible says about murder and that is exactly what abortion is, sir. It's the- Let me bring it to your attention. Violent taking of an innocent human life, that is in fact murder. Okay. Um, not according to the Bible, and I'm gonna give it to you straight, okay? And I expect you to read it when you get a moment to open up your book. Um, out of over 600 laws given by Moses, the Mosaic laws, not one dealt with abortion, not one. It does deal with miscarriage. So let me give you another example. Um, if a woman has a miscarriage, as a result of a fight, according to the Mosaic law, according to the Moses law, the man who caused the death of the fetus cannot be charged with murder, but can be fined a civil penalty. You don't believe me, go to Exodus 22, Exodus 21, 22, it says clearly, if men strive and hurt a woman with a child, a pregnant woman, so that her fruit depart from her, it's a miscarriage, and no additional mischief follows. I'm that person. Sure the mosaic law. Finish. Read. I thought you liked the Bible. Thou shall not kill. I thought you liked I the Bible, ma'am. Like I'm reading the Bible. I thought you liked it. You don't like the Bible now? Keep going. No. Okay. I thank you. I appreciate that. So here's what the scripture says: If a man strive and hurt a woman with a child. And her fruit depart from her. He shall surely be punished according to the woman's husband. He shall pay as the judge determines, a civil payment. Now, the Bible orders death. If the Bible orders death for murders. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says if you murder somebody, they have to die. That's your death penalty standard in scripture. That's what the Bible says about murder. But the Bible doesn't say, wait a minute, ma'am, I'm gonna ask you a question. Are you pro death penalty then, sir? Ma'am, I'm gonna ask like, you a question. You want to I, just I see what you're trying to do, and I will answer that question in a moment. I'm gonna ask you a direct question. If the abortion of a fetus is murder, and it's based on your biblical standard of your faith, why is it that your Bible contradicts you and says if a man fights a woman? Christians, wouldn't it be also your Bible, sir? Ma'am, if a man, I don't believe life begins at conception. I have no problem here. So if a if so a you, man, ma'am, I'm going to ask you the question. Come on, now you're going to get this train of truth. It's coming. Believe life begins exception. You cannot choose to believe, not believe science. Ma'am, I believe what I choose to believe. Now, right okay, here in scripture, it tells you that if a man fights a woman, kills the baby inside of her or the fetus, whatever you choose to call it. The Bible says it is not murder because the penalty for murder in scripture is death. If the fetus is miscar- it has a miscarriage, if the woman has a miscarriage and the fetus departs from the woman, according to the Bible, there's a civil penalty. Did the Bible get it wrong? 
Do you believe in the Bible? Are you going to answer the question or not? Ma'am, you get into a lot of things that I don't actually believe in mosaic law. Like I eat shellfish and I actually don't believe when I'm having my menstrual cycle that I should be shunned from society. Like this is absolutely ridiculous. You want to so bring You're saying that the Bible is wrong. Law. I'm saying that I believe in Jesus Christ who actually came to abolish some of the former laws. Mm. My savior, that's called the New Testament. So did he abolish the law that very clearly says that a fetus inside of a woman is not a human being? Bible as my Bible and not your Bible. It's your Bible too, sir. Mm. And let me well, speak. Well, I, I actually read the I read the scripture, madam, and I knew well before this interview, I knew years ago that the scripture does not treat a fetus as a human being. I already knew that you didn't. I did. Thou shall not kill. That's actually what abortion is. Right. When and according to the scripture, the uh, the fetus that is killed, sir, because intent is different there. The well, intent. No, it, it, it says that if a man fights a woman and in that fight kills the fetus, the, man, the man is not charged with murder. Why? The woman and Kill the child. It doesn't say that a man's fighting a woman in in order to hopefully cause an abortion. That's not what it's saying. It's saying if a man strikes a woman and it produces a miscarriage. All right, so I'm going to leave you. I'm going to leave you with this, ma'am. I'm going to leave you with this. All right. Okay, keep going. just a little bit of, of what I believe. Um, you know the Adam and Eve story, right? Yeah, but I'm not sure you do. But go ahead. Okay. Well, you can test me. Um, in that story. God first created Adam. Adam was a biological entity. Adam had the biology of life. But Adam was not living until something happened to Adam. What happened to Adam that made him living, according to the Bible? Adam was not alive. No, according to the Bible, he did not become a living soul until what? I mean, these arguments are getting kind of ridiculous, sir. Like, well, why don't. What does the scripture say? It, it speaks to how God breathed life into Adam, his soul. That's, That's right, Adam did not become a living soul God. until God breathed. He wasn't walking this earth dead. Okay, Adam did not become a living soul until God breathed into Adam the breath of life. But Adam was already in existence as a biological entity. You can argue that life- no. Was present. Father, it's distinctly different. Adam was created by the. I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish my point. Created as an embryo. I'm going to finish my point. Okay. According to scripture, Adam did not become a living soul until God breathed into him the breath of life, and thus Adam became. Well, that tells me that the living soul dynamic was connected to a respiratory function. That Adam did not become a living soul until Adam had a respiratory function, according to the same Bible that you read. But you can laugh. What do you tell the surgeons today, Cleveland Children's Clinic, who operated on children who are in utero, who have not breathed a breath of life today, but administered anesthetic because they feel immense pain to correct the spina bifida that the child has, and then put the child- so At this point, are you going to research the data that I've given you that shows that Democrats actually decrease abortion rates in America and Republicans do not? Are you going to research that data? Sir, to come back and debate whether Republican or Democrat policies produce more wealth in our society and lower well, poverty rates. We that went from talking about fetuses and babies to money. 
what you're arguing is, and the argument that you're trying to make haphazardly before you mansplain the Bible to me, is that <laughs> that their democratic policies are the Bible. That's interesting. For economic prosperity, and then therefore yeah. there's fewer abortions. I think that's an actual valid debate that we can have in our country. All right. And well, you definitely did not bring a valid debate on my show today. Oh Do yeah. You believe you believe in white Jesus or the Jesus of color? Which one you believe in? Which one? What? What an awful, what an awful question, sir. I don't question where Jesus was, but you know what? It yeah, I do. It says it in the book of Revelation. Was he was Middle Eastern, so right. I don't know what color Jesus was. So do was, you have a problem with churches that show a picture of a white hair, a white, okay. blue-eyed, blonde-haired Jesus? Do you have a problem with those churches? <laughs> do I have a problem with no, with the line, right? Do I have problem with churches who envision Jesus as white? Right. So any church that envisioned Jesus as white and says only Jesus could have been white. That's a preposterous You haven't thing. seen the pictures of Jesus at churches being white? You never seen that? I've seen pictures of Jesus as white. I've seen pictures of Jesus as black, I've seen pictures of Jesus All as right. Middle East. What does it does it matter to you? Does it that does matter because what they did is try to say divinity was connected to whiteness when it was contrary to the biblical narrative. And if you care about the Bible, you should care that it's contrary to the truth of what scripture said. You're a Christian woman, right? Yeah. Margaret Sanger was eugenicist and spoke for the KKK and had a, had a very succinct purpose in founding her American Birth Control League, which later became Planned Parenthood, which right. eliminate those of lower stock from procreating our country. So by that uh, standard, you look into race into everything and so you're mm -hmm. so upset if somebody depicts a white Jesus, not yeah, a middle. I don't like it, I, I know that white Jesus was used to do, especially to Africans who were enslaved and others. It may not be a big deal, Madam, allow me to respond. By a racist. Allow me to respond. I know what that image was used for as it relates as it relates to the oppression of black people, not only in America, but across sure. this planet. I know what that image did, and I know mm -hmm. what that image was used for. And it was used to oppress black and brown people to make them believe that whiteness was divine. I appreciate you being on my show. Okay. Thank you. Very good. Good day, Matt. Let's talk about how Planned Parenthood targets okay, minorities. We'll talk about that next time, but yes. I do need to end the show. I appreciate you being on the program. Thank you so much. Sorry, audience. Let's talk Thank about you. that. Okay. Have a good day.